Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Dole Davidson, now the president of this ministry, was facing a difficult decision. It was a warm day in May 1973, just west of Argyle, Texas, inside a horse paddock. He was standing near a large, beautiful bay thoroughbred mare attempting to foal. Her owner was there also. When he examined the mare, the foal was still inside its mother's belly. Its neck had a double twist. Its head was down, its front legs were folded back under its chest. It was not in a good position. Dole was considered as one of the top equine veterinarians in Texas. People would bring their horses from all over the United States and even Canada for him to treat. He was known by his peers as one of only four in Texas with certain skills in the care of horses. But all his knowledge and his ability couldn't fix this situation. He tried every way he knew to get the foal in the position for a normal delivery. He was unable to get the head and the neck in the right position. He just couldn't get the twist out. There he stood. He was considering whether to do a cesarean section and save the foal, or should he sacrifice the foal to save the mare. The mare had a large abdomen, and with his experience, he didn't think she would be a good C-section candidate. So as he was considering what to do, a voice spoke to him. Have you considered praying? Oh yes, Dole knew that voice. It was the same voice he heard in 1958 that met him on a parking lot and told him not to become a veterinarian but to become a preacher of the gospel. It was the same voice just four years earlier that directed him to sell his animal hospital and obey him. It was the same voice that told him just two years ago he was about to get into deep water. Don't look to the right or to the left or listen to any man or you'll drown. Yeah, he knew the voice. It was the voice of the Lord. And now the Lord was asking, have you considered praying? And Dole thought, praying? But he didn't say a word. He reached his arm into the mirror and put his hand on the chest of the foal and said, Father. That word is all he got out. The foal immediately, his head, his neck, his legs, all went into perfect position, and there the head was lying, just as it should be, between the front legs at the ankle. And Dole just caught the foal in his hands as it was delivered, perfectly. Dole was amazed. The owner witnessed it, And he was amazed too and remarked, My God, what a good doctor. But Doyle, still astonished, replied, Nope, wait a minute, I've got something to tell you. And he told the owner about Jesus and the Father and how they delivered the foal. The owner became very uneasy and said, How much do I owe you? Doyle told him and then asked if he wanted an invoice. Oh, no, 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 I just want to pay you, how much? He couldn't wait for Doyle to get out of there. But Dole knew, had it not been for the power of God, that miracle, that most likely either the mother or the foal would have not survived. That was just the beginning 
of God directing Dole to walk in the power of God. And I'm one of the benefactors of that power. I've got a great song to go along with this testimony. Sojourner is ministered here by the Brown Brothers. This song ministers to me. Let it minister to you. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my cry. Hold not thy peace and my tears. Refresh my strength before I die. I am a stranger. As all my fathers were, a sojourner with thee. I am a stranger, as all my fathers were, a sojourner with thee. I waited patiently before the Lord. He bowed down and heard my cry. He brought me up from the miry clay and set my feet upon high. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise unto my God. I'd like to begin with a prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
I'd like us to turn to Philippians 2. We're going to look at this man, Jesus, that we serve. And I'm going to begin in verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. This verse is telling us that Jesus is our example. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Paul is directing us here to have the mind of Jesus. Now, what about Jesus are we to be like? Let's take a look at verse 6. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. At the beginning of this verse, who being in the form of God. Here, Paul is saying that Jesus was God, was with God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So the Father and He were equal. You can't have just one and then they be equal. It takes two. If you remember your algebra, there had to be something on both sides of that equal equation. So we have the Father and the Son. But then look at verse 7. But made Himself of no reputation. Made Himself. And if you look up reputation in the Strong's, it means to empty. So Jesus emptied himself. What did he empty himself of? Of all that godly privilege, of all that godly ability. And look at the next part of that verse. And took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Jesus humbled himself emptied himself of all his ability, all his godly ability, and was made in the likeness of men. He became a man. He became a man like you and me. Let's go on to verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, Jesus found himself as a man. He was born of a woman. He was a baby. He had to have his diapers changed. He had to be fed. He had to be cared for. He grew up as a child. He was a man like you and I. He had feelings. He had pain. He would become sleepy. He would be hungry. A man like you and I. Let's go on with that verse. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. This is the man that went to the cross for us. He humbled himself and became obedient. This man that was once equal with God, now a man like you and I, became obedient unto death. Had to humble himself to be obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And I love this next verse. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him. Why? Because he was God and he humbled himself and became a man and went to the cross. And then he has given him a name which is above every name. Do you see why that name has so much power? Do you see what Jesus did for us? Let's, let's take a look at Hebrews 5, 8. And this talks about his obedience even some more. It states, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Jesus 
being a son, but becoming a man like you and I, yet learned he obedience. He learned to obey the Father by the things which he suffered. That's Jesus. Now, let's go on to Hebrews 2, and let's find out more about this man, Jesus, this man that we follow, this man that is our Messiah, our Savior. Verse 14 of Hebrews 2, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, that's you and I, we have flesh and we have blood, he also himself likewise, likewise, took part of the same. Do you see that? Jesus became just like us. And let's go on. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Jesus had to die a death. God can't die. You can't kill God. But Jesus became a man. He became a man so that through death he had to die. So that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Verse 15, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Verse 16, for verily he took on not him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He became like us. 17, wherefore, because he became a man like us, In all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. Do you see that verse? Do you hear that verse? Wherefore, in all things, it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. That's us. It behooved Jesus to be made in all things like us. So he suffered pain. He suffered loss. He had emotions. He suffered hunger where he wanted sleep. He was in all things like us. Why? That he might be a merciful, a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Why did he become exactly like us? Why did he become in a fashion As us. Why? That he might be a merciful and faithful high priest. Look at verse 18. This verse, consider this verse. This verse blew me away. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor those that are tempted. Jesus was tempted. And it states in Hebrews 4.15 For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Jesus was in all points. Do you see that word all? Do you see that word tempted in all points? Have you ever been tempted with something? Well, then that temptation Jesus has been tempted with. All points. Everything that a man could be tempted with, Jesus was tempted with. 
How could he be tempted? How could he be tempted? If we take a look at James 1.13, it states that no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. Look at this next part. For God cannot be tempted with evil. You cannot tempt God with evil. But yet Hebrews 4.15 states that Jesus was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. How could Jesus be tempted like as we are? How could he have every temptation that we have been tempted with? Because he was a man like you and I. He was a man like you and I. You can't tempt God. We found that in James 1.13. What you can tempt is a man. And Jesus was tempted in all points. He was tempted with everything. That thing that you're thinking of, oh, he couldn't have been tempted with that. Yes, he was. He was tempted in all points. He was tempted with adultery. He was tempted with murder. He was tempted with robbery. He was tempted in fornication. He was tempted not to obey the Father. In all points, he was tempted as you and I are. Why? Because he was a man. Now consider this. He was tempted, yet without sin. Do you know it is not a sin to be tempted? Jesus was tempted in all points, but never sinned. When you're tempted, it is not sin. It is only sin when you yield to the temptation. Let's turn to 1 Timothy 2.5. Let's take a look at this verse. This is talking about Jesus. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ. Not the God, Jesus Christ. Not the man and God, Jesus Christ but the man, Jesus Christ. Let's take a look at that verse again. 1 Timothy 2, 5. For there is one God, one God, and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Do you see how wonderful this is? Do you see the love of God in this? That Jesus himself emptied himself of all his godly privileges became a man like you and I, and became our example. Do you know that Jesus never performed a miracle before he was baptized in the Holy Ghost? Why? Why couldn't Jesus perform any miracles before he was baptized in the Holy Ghost? Because he had no power. He had no power. His power came through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Along with that came power. Jesus couldn't perform any miracles on his own. Why? Because he was a man like you and I. And that man like you and I went to the cross for us. And that man like you and I bore our sin on that tree. And he died and he was buried. And that man was raised from the dead for us. That man was raised from the dead for you. That man was raised from the dead for me. Now let's go back where it says, let this mind be in us that is in Christ Jesus. 
Let's humble ourselves and walk in that gospel. You know, the the testimony that I shared in the beginning of this program about the Mariner Foal has a special meaning to me. I heard that testimony years ago when I was pregnant with my third child. My third and fourth child were both breached just before I was to deliver. I took that testimony of the Marin foal and I held on to it. I said to myself, if God will do that for a mare and her foal, surely he would do that for me. And you know, my third child turned around just a couple days before he was delivered, but my fourth child was different. I woke up to my water breaking. I wasn't expecting to have the baby for a while yet. And as I lay there and realized that that was going to be the baby's birthday, I also realized that he was still breech. I felt his position. This was child number four, and I knew by this time where all the body parts are on babies, and his head was still up under my ribs. So I got alone in my bedroom, and I sat on the edge of my bed, and I prayed. I talked to my Heavenly Father, and I said, Father, I am in serious trouble. If this baby isn't turned around, I am headed to the city hospital, And you know what they think of women that use a midwife. I am looking at a cesarean. I don't want to go. I don't want to go there. But I humble myself. If that is where you want me to go, I will go to the city hospital. I am putting me and this baby in your hands. And I went back out to our living room and my midwife arrived with her assistant. She checked me over and she told me I was about a centimeter dilated. And then I said to her, Rose, this morning the baby was breech. I remember her face. She stopped and her face turned white. And she replied to me in a much quieter voice. Let me check again. After a couple moments, she looked right at me and said, Kathy, the baby's head's down. You're ready to go. Where did the power come from that turned that baby around? That day, that power came. From Jesus, who left heaven and became a man like you and I, suffered just like we do, and then became obedient unto the death of the cross. Obedient, obedient unto the death of the cross. And he died for you and I, and he was buried for you and I, and he was raised again so that we could have the same power that he walks in. We have that same power with that name of Jesus. That's what turned that baby around. And I want to pray for you right now. If there is anyone that needs that power, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, Father, I pray that anyone that needs that power, that power that raised Jesus from the dead, that they receive it now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, receive that power. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I stated earlier from Philippians 2, verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Have you ever wondered what was in the mind of Jesus when he was on the earth? It states it right here in Philippians 2. And if you look down in verse 8, In being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus humbled himself. 
He humbled himself coming to earth, and we have to humble ourselves to walk with Jesus. James 4, 6 says, He giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. You want grace? Humble yourself. I'd like to finish the program with Paul Peters, I'd rather have Jesus.
Thank you for joining me and the musicians from Water of Life Church. I would love to hear from you. You may reach me by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at Kathy Davidson, W-O-L dot com, or you may write me at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 86-1327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find me on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.